What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. What's poppin' everybody? Hello and welcome to Popcorn Culture. My name is Ben Carlin and I am your host here with me today is my brother Jay, who will be in every episode. I'm back. We're off the grid, man. We're off the... Man. Dude, totally righteous, man. Yeah. Uh, We are just now returning from our uh, multi-day trip down to Disney World where we were were invited and hosted, uh, is the terminology they like to use, uh, by Disney themselves. And we got to experience the the brand new Tron light cycle attraction. Yes, we did. Uh, inside of the Magic Kingdom, it was crazy. It was it was honestly like an like like an unbelievable. Like Alice and I were talking about it because the girls got to come down on this particular trip. Mm-hmm. We were like, it was one of the best days we've ever had at Disney, and we got married there. Right, like, yeah, right. It was it was <laughs> unbelievable. It was like this this literally like launched it into contention of of just like. I mean, the amount of maximized Disney experience that we that we got to be there for was was absolutely unbelievable. It, I mean, it it really was. I mean, I it because part of the ride was like, I mean, well, the whole trip was wild because like they had planned out every like things for you to do all day and they had these like you know little challenges they wanted you to go complete and stuff so you could earn like coins and that would earn your spot on tron sort of so, uh, so, yeah, sort like of. they were definitely not going to not let you do it but um uh that was like sort of part of the trip but yeah on the and so we got to try it all out and i'm sure we'll go through the whole trip but like on the second day um you know you came through to do like the uh the ride cam where they like will film you on the ride which we got the footage for and it is i mean it's super cool it is Um, it's and it's absolutely hilarious like i think while we're waiting in line because you know you're down there with this like massive like flock of like fellow influencers from just every category of the internet you can imagine um yeah it's sort of weird because like so many of the people down i mean it's not weird but like so many of the people down there are yeah just like um yeah, influencers or TikTokers or YouTubers or whatever their whatever their chosen uh, thing is that they're really big on. But like, not everyone is specifically, or almost no one is specifically like, I'm a Disney vlogger or something. Whereas like, we're down there and we're like, we are. This is what we do is talk specifically about the things we're here doing. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes. I, if anything, it almost felt like one of those things. Like we're there. There was this very common conversation, which is that like you know you go up to all of these people and it's like you know. I would say 80% of the people you talk to have like 4 million plus followers on TikTok. But like at the same rate, it's so interesting to me how much uh, like your own specific echo chamber of like of content, if you will. Yeah. You know, it's like like I, I feel like I know other content creators who do things that are like similar to us. But then, like, you know, you stumble across, like, some of these people. I think one guy there had, like, 40 million, 30 million TikTok followers or something. It was like, it was like you know, I walked up to him and was just like, hey, how's it going? What do you do? Like, yeah. you know, it's like, it's like, like, you've never even heard of him. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, so, it's so unbelievable how, how that goes down. Uh, but, like, as we're, as we're, like, kind of funneling our way in to go and do the, the ride cam 
portion of it where they're going to have the camera pointed at you to sort of like get the the visual experience of you riding the ride like we were in line with everybody everybody was kind of having like a very similar conversation of like like so what what are you going for like you know like it's almost like oh, you're yeah. like you're like you're acting but you're not acting right, it's just like, sort of like mm -hmm. like am i going to be Am, am I going to try to like deadpan challenge it? Like I only get one shot of being filmed while doing this. So, right. so it's like, yeah, like what, what are you going to do? Cause this is what we're going to show the people at home. So should we like try and look like we're, you know, actually on the grid and like competing in a game and right. know, fighting for your life on the bikes? Or are you just having a blast on the roller coaster? Or are you doing some sort of like goofy face or, well, here's yeah. the thing though, is that no, no matter like it, you don't, you don't even need to make a decision about it because the ride is so much fun I know. that like it like carts you around you're on these like bikes and it's a it's a roller coaster seat probably unlike anything else you've maybe have ever been on yeah i mean if you've done flight of passage the the seat is similar to that and yes that you are like um sitting on what feels like a motorcycle kind of saddle like you're straddling the seat and you're like lean forward and there's something pressing down on your back so like you're very secure yes and you've got like handles you're holding on to but um uh, unlike flight of passage which uh mostly is just like a motion simulator this is this is not a motion simulator it is full-on motion it is full-on motion yeah. so it's like <laughs> the, the other thing i was really curious about was whether or not uh or what the experience might be like for people who regularly uh, ride on a motorcycle. Oh yeah. Um, because at it's like, you know, you get on it, it like leans you forward. It kind of carts you around to like, like the launch zone, you know, which is this like straightforward path where it just like takes <clears throat> off like a freaking rocket. Yeah. Um, but it does cap out at 60 miles an hour, which, you know, like I, I think about, I'm like, you know, okay. So if you're, if you're on a real motorcycle on the interstate, like going 60 miles an hour, is just like your commute, you right, know, yeah, like it's not like, really that weird. <laughs> it, right. It's just like what you're going to do, like no matter what. So I'd be a little bit curious to know like what people who ride motorcycles might, might think of the ride, but like it, basically it carts you around. You got that camera on, you're all lit up and everything. And it just takes off. Off and, and like at that point in time, I was like, I don't even have to think about what yeah. to do because like, like I'm just like smiling, I'm drooling, tears are coming <laughs> yeah, out of my face. Yeah, the first like, time we did it, yeah, tears were literally being like pulled out of my face on the records. It was just like going that fast. Yeah, and yeah, I was like, yeah, whatever, whatever you think you planned to do, it was like it doesn't matter. Once it's going, like you were just so there. <laughs> yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it was, a, it was a really, really, really cool experience and and being there like when we were there you know we we were talking about this as well like amongst each other but like i think we've said before like we've we've joined the the disney vacation club which is like a 50 year uh thing it like it's it's hard to get into like the specifics of how the dvc works cuz you almost need like a like a book to explain it to right. you um but it it means that like at bare minimum we could go to disney for 50 years. Uh, and so we, we kept making the joke as well that like 50 years from now, Disney will be celebrating its 100th anniversary, anniversary yeah, on, wow. on the end of our contract period. And we will be in our 80s if we're still going, it will be with our grandchildren. If, That's crazy. <laughs> if our kids decide to have kids. And uh, we were just sort of like, if we were there with the grandkids, we'd be like, back in our day, we were here yeah. the day it opened. <laughs> <laughs> we got to preview this ride. And they'd be like, Grandpa, this ride is so aged. I know, I know. <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah, 50 years from now, like right now, it's like one of the coolest. It's like, 
it, it is amongst the coolest rides at the park. Yes. Whereas in like 50 years, like what will be, will that still be true? I know. You know. Like even like when the very first time I remember we ever went to Disney World was in 2000, no, 1999. 1999. 1999. Yep. And I remember being so excited to go do um, Space Mountain. And while we were there, it was like being refurbished. So it, it was just closed. So we didn't get to go. And I remember just having this like chip on my shoulder for years. Like, man, we didn't get to do Space Mountain. It's like the best ride at the park. Ugh, lame. Yep. And like on this particular trip, or when we went earlier in the year, just with the family, I remember there was like, um, we there it, it had like rained or something so there like lines were really short and like space mountain had like a 10 minute line by which i mean there was actually no one in line at all we just like walked straight on and did it and i remember thinking like wow this is unbelievable i get to just walk this never happens you get to walk right on space mountain and i remember getting off being like i'm not even sure i like enjoyed that ride oh interesting like, it was just like it was I think I don't know if there's normally like some lights on in Space Mountain and they just weren't on, but it was just complete pitch blackness everywhere. Okay. And, and it was just like I'm just being like like without any point of reference anywhere, I'm just being like jerked around or something. So I don't know. My last experience on Space Mountain, I was like, I don't even know. I don't even know if I like that. But I can't imagine ever like getting off Tron and being like, you know, that just wasn't really it. That I, wasn't fun. No, I know what you mean. Yeah, it's it's definitely um it, it's the only thing I would say is is that like you sort of so on the second the second day that we were there we sort of had the opportunity to go on we did our ride cam footage and then um after that they were like honestly if you guys want to keep riding it like you know it helps fill the seats for everybody else who's doing like their ride cam stuff to, like you know help it look more full so it was like if you guys want to keep going you can keep going yeah, much and, as you want yeah it's like you know you basically step off the ride and there's like a door that goes like right back to the entrance of the ride and so like you would step off walk up a ramp and then like walk right directly back at like yeah. the end of the line to start like like getting on again yeah uh so we got to ride it <clears throat> five times in a row and uh i which on the whole is even that i was like this will never happen again that like that was the thing like every whenever you go to disney world there is like people will tell you like it's not really a relaxing vacation right because typically it costs like a lot of money to be there at all and like yeah. as a result it feels like any moment you're not like working towards having fun or like maximizing your experience, working of, towards having fun is such yeah. an American thought. I, I know. <laughs> it's just like, it's like anytime you're just sort of just like, well, what if we just like sit here for a while? And it's like, no, no, because we have very limited minutes in the park. Right. And like, you know, like we, we should be trying to do something at almost all times because yes. it, you know, like we're, it, we could sit around at home, you know, <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. We sit at home. We're not at home right now. We're at Disney world. So let's do some stuff. But this was like, you're right. This was like that turned up. Like I always, that's sort of the feeling that it feels like that at Disney world almost all the time. But like we're sitting there at Tron and like we got invited down before to do uh, the Ratatouille ride. Yes. And yep. that was a really cool experience too. It was like, oh my God, we were here for the opening. Like we were some of the first people to ever ride it. And I remember it was sort of the same thing. It was like, you have your scheduled time to go do it. And then they were like, all right, once everyone's through, like depending on how much time is left, you know, if you want to get back on it, just, you know, feel free to get on as much as you want. Right. You know, like after the scheduled time. And I think in total, you and I did Ratatouille like three times. Like yeah. we did our scheduled one. Then we were just like, should we do it again? And yeah, all right. Yeah. And so, you know, we got like the full experience or whatever, but this was like, 
you know, and Ratatouille is a fun ride. If you, uh, you know, uh, I, I don't know if it's worth like a three-hour wait kind of ride, but uh, if you've got a lightning lane and you love Ratatouille, for sure, go do it. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, anyway, but like Tron, different story because this is like like high excitement, like easily one of the most thrilling rides at the park. Yeah, like this and Gar- people kept comparing it to Guardians, and I'm like, I don't really feel like you have to choose. You know, they're different rides, but yeah, well, and it's very interesting as well on that exact note, because, um, the ride itself is only 42 seconds long for the entire Tron experience, which like, I remember somebody telling me that prior to like, actually like it was, it was like during the day leading up to the day that we were going to get to ride it. And I was like, 42 seconds. Like, that's just, I'm like. I, I, what could possibly happen to make you feel like you got like an experience that quickly? Because you're right. Like there's no, there's no doubt in my mind that for at least the next like five years, if the park is open, there will be a like multi hour wait right. to do this attraction. Um, and I was like, I, I, just, I can't imagine like, you know, if you were to, if you were to go and, and stand in line for like two hours and it's 42 seconds long, like how could you, po- like what could happen that you could get off of it and be like, wow, worth it. And it's like, the thing is, is that like, it is so action packed. The whole, like That's every, every millisecond yes. of those 42 seconds. That's the thing is that like the time is used really well. Like I, we rode Thunder Mountain while we were down there too. And I, and I thought about that because that one's like a little bit longer ride. Yes. But at the same time, there's like three parts of the ride where like the, you know, the train is like climbing a hill. Yeah. So like I want, I, I'm curious to know how long the ride is of just like fast movement excitement parts. Right. As well yeah. versus like, like 42 seconds of the ride. The other thing is with like 42 seconds, you'd think like they, they should be able to move a lot of people through it pretty quickly. You would think so. Yeah, but, for sure. Um, um, at the same rate. Um, there's only, I think you don't, there's like, it's instead of being four person to a card, it's like two people only. There's no, it's not like, yeah, squeeze in a third person. It's like only one person fits on a bike. Yes. There's only two bikes next to each other. So it's like a max of 16 people riding on a once. train at a time. But they do have two sides. So I guess you can get through 32 people relatively quickly. Yes. Um, but yeah, so it, that'll be curious. That And it, it makes you wonder, like, does that matter? Like, if it's if it goes that fast and it's always moving, it doesn't mean the line still can't get to, like, two or three hours or something. Right, you know? right. So yeah. there's that. But anyway, so, yeah, we're, we're down there. And, like, yeah, when we did Ratatouille, it was like, you did it three times. It was like, I feel like I kind of got the, you know, whatever. That's... I I wrote it enough. Yeah, the but the thing about yeah the thing about the Ratatouille ride for me is that it's the uh, you have like the goggle the like the 4D goggles yeah. on or whatever the 3D goggles and it it is one of those simulated like similar to the um to the flight of Pla- passage thing where it's like simulated motion where like they they do that like uh, tipping a chair backwards effect where it's yeah. almost like you feel like you're like. They're leaning you in such a way that makes you feel like you're going to continue to fall, which is what gives you the illusion of falling at all. Yeah. And I, I, I have the same problem with any, any and all rides that are like this. It always just, it's like, I think there's like a little bit of, um, the calibration has to be absolutely perfect to mimic real physics. Otherwise you have that like weird kind of like, like, should I be falling 
faster, more, more air rushing past, like too much air pass. Like, you know, right. it, it kind of gives you like a little bit of like, so the, I, there's like an uncanny valley of yes. simulated falling. Yeah. Simulated physics. I think yeah. it's like, yeah, you're absolutely, that's a great way to phrase it is, yeah. is the uncanny value of, of simulated physics, um, which is like, feels like the most complicated way to, to say <laughs> yeah. something simple. The only thing is I, I don't get motion sick on anything. <laughs> I can like read a book in the front seat of a car, back seat of a car. Like I don't have any of those like problems, uh, but I do get like a tiny little like piece of motion sick off yeah. of those those types of rides. Right. Yeah. I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean for sure. But like with Tron here, though, it's like th- there was there was absolutely the sense of like this is the only like right now we have been given the opportunity to ride this ride as many times as we want. Yes. And it was like like when when do you so when do you stop when do you stop you know, like when should, do you stop? should we still be there I, like, I know it's like because like, like this isn't going to happen again like we wrote it while we were there on this trip seven times total yeah and it like it occurs to me that it might take seven more trips to disney world to ride tron seven more times yeah you know what i mean right it's like there's a chance that we don't ride it seven more times in the next 10 years right you know like that's like and it's so it's like you're down there like there there it feels like irresponsible to stop riding the ride. Yes. Because because we're here right now and this this will not happen again. You're never going to be alone in the room with no line and they're just like get back on, man. Whatever. It's cool. This is your time. Do it. Enjoy yourself. It's like Man. And, and like the other thing though is that because it's so fast and because of the way you're sitting like your body is experiencing all these weird like g-forces for like you know 40 seconds at a time yeah which, you know it's not like if you do it once it's no big deal when you do it five times in a row it's like i'm starting to feel like a kind of a weird soreness here like your whole it's like full body tenseness for 40 seconds at a time yes and yeah. i i think that that really speaks to a lot like the i i think it's almost like your your expectations like i remember with with rock climbing for example it was like an it was an activity that i feel like i i like had like a predis predisposition to be good at like as a little kid i was good yeah. at like pull-ups yes. you know i think i did i think i did eight pull-ups in third grade yeah um for like physical fitness testing so got to rock climbing took to it super naturally but then when i got to my first ever rock climbing competition i remember i was so worried about being marked points for taking multiple attempts to complete a climb that as I got up to it, I was over gripping the rocks as hard as I could. Cause it was like, this is like, I can climb up to, to V five so comfortably. And this is a V one. This is like, I should be able to, to, to run up this thing. Like it's a ladder, you know, but it was like, but I don't want to fail. So I'm going to like be, I'm going to like really hang on tight. And the problem was it's like, it, it destroyed my forearms right. doing stuff that I absolutely could do. Right. And I feel like th- this ride gives you that sensation because you're like, you're in this position that you're not used to being in. Uh, it's, I mean, you, you look like you're riding a motorcycle for real and not just yeah. riding one, but maybe like racing one on a track. I mean, yeah, I mean, you, you are put in the position that the people in the movie are, are in, are in yeah. for the book, for and, the, you know, the games in the games. Yeah. yeah. And so I proceed feel like games. Yeah, proceed to games. And I feel like because of all of that, I think you you overgrip the handlebars and you're like tensed and your body is like, you know, you're like really like into it. Like you you feel like you're you're gripping on for you're not, you know, it's yeah. it's perfectly you're, safe. Yeah, it's very safe. But, but like, you know, you can do it without without even holding on at all. You can do like no hands. Yeah, and which we did. Which we did. Um but 
Uh, I, I think that's a, that's a piece of like what was happening as well. It's like the effect is so good that you're like, you're, you feel like you need to be doing it as if it's a real bike. Right. You know, and that's because everybody had like a different kind of like, you know, Alice was like, you know, and this is not like, cause the seat was uncomfortable or anything either, but she was like, you know, like, Oh, like my shins hurt because she was like pushing so like her legs down so hard, almost like to, to like seat herself. And I was like, I'm surprised your shins are hurting. And like, you know, she looked over at me and I was like, I can like lift my shins off the ground. Like, yeah, I'm not putting any pressure on my shins, but right. you know, then the center of my back was, was super sore just from yeah, like the way were, I was holding. Yeah. There was a spot like right on the back of my neck where I was like, this is definitely where I'm like really like holding my head in place or something. Yeah. Or yeah. So there was that, there was like a certain amount of like, yeah, it was taking a, like a minor toll on your body. And then there's like, I don't know, mixed in with that. It was like this weird feeling of like, is it like, am I being like a little gluttonous riding this like five, four, five times, six times? Like, is this like, it, like, am I, am I being like, am I, am I being too indulgent or something? But it's like, no, no, not at all. You can just keep going. There's no, it, no problem at all. And it just seemed like as the, much as you want. Right. Like, like that. It just feels like I'm breaking the rules. I just feel like you're going to yell at me if I do it too many. Like you're saying it, but you're going to yell. And it's like, that just wasn't the case. Right. You know? like the, the staff was legitimately <laughs> like you have this opportunity, you should be doing it. Yeah, like, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. like ab- absolutely get after it. But here's the other really cool thing about it. Or, or cool thing in my mind is like, um, the, the, like, I remember watching Tron legacy when it came out, like in theaters, mm-hmm. ho- however long ago. And, you know, there's like Daft Punk does like the music for it. And it's got like a really cool vibe and aesthetic and all the rest of it and everything. And I remember like seeing movie, I thought it was really cool. And I was like, nice, you know? Uh, but like, I feel like going and I watched the movie in preparation because we were going, you know, on the trip and I wanted to make sure I was like up on the grid and everything. Yeah. Um, and then doing the ride itself and like the, the entire like aesthetic of the space is like just as thorough as like guardians is, you know, and, or, or, um, or flight of passage for, for like Pandora and, yeah. and avatar. Um, you know, and I'm like actually excited for more of like, the world of Tron. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm like, same. you know, it's like, I, I'm like, I would, I, I can't, this isn't, I couldn't have told you by any stretch that this is like a franchise that I, that like I would have like, you know, roots dug deep into or something. I like the movie for sure. I've, I've always thought it was good, but that was about where it left off. Yeah. But there's also a part of me that's like kind of excited for, um, I mean, it's hard for anything to be on level like with what Avatar is currently doing, just considering the fact that nobody's even really done what the original Avatar did, and it's been ten years, right, or whatever since the since the last one came out. Um, but it's like to imagine like Avatar is this whole like it, like immersive, bioluminescent, rainforesty type of world, whereas like the digitized environment of Tron feels like it's it's as starkly different as it can be, but has the potential to be as immersive. Oh where, man. Like, yeah. Like if they did like a, like a, tr- like an avatar style Tron movie. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Ooh, that yeah. That would be crazy. That would, yeah. So can anybody get James Cameron on the line? Yeah. I'll, right. I'll, I'll, I'll wait 15 years for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I feel like that would be super cool. So anyway, uh, anyway, the Tron light cycle, incredibly awesome. Very cool. Would definitely recommend if, if like you're, if you're, if you're taking the trip, you know, like, like I would, I would do the weight. I would, I would use your lightning lane on it do, oh, all, yeah. do all that type definitely of stuff. do that um beyond that though i feel like we can just talk about this experience in like broad stroke terms as well because there's there's definitely like uh it's it is surreal 
I mean, like, and I think you get down there and we kind of talked about how you have like influencers or, or creative type people from just about every corner of the internet that, that I can even fathom in my mind. Yeah. Um, but there's this, this one incredible like commonality amongst everybody, which is that I, I think almost every single person I met had met had some version of imposter syndrome. Oh, you think so? It, it, I felt like everybody, maybe not every single person, but many people were like, like almost felt like. I can't believe I was given this opportunity. Like it feels like a mistake was made or something. Right. Yeah. Like why am I here? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I I thought that was, that was sort of interesting. Um, Beyond that, it's also just your, like we said, like going to Disney is not always the most relaxing vacation in the world. It's very fun, you know, but a lot of times you almost need like one of those like vacations from the vacation when, when you get home. And these trips are absolutely no exception to that rule. So like, the the big day that we had was I think it was Tuesday of this week. We got up, you know, and you know, all of us were up at like six. Yeah. You know, showered, got ready, you know, on the bus by seven thirty in yeah. the morning. And like the the activities started and they had you planned for stuff to do. And of course, it's like I'm I'm not complaining. Every single thing was so much fun, but they have you planned the entire time yeah like you know right away you're going to like a breakfast that has like characters and like photo opportunities uh that are there and then the breakfast itself is like a spectacle where they had like liquid nitrogen being poured into like a like a fruit loop cereal type thing and you know like you're having this like frozen frosted cereal breakfast and you know then you leave that and they've got like fast passes lined up so you know like we're on mickey and minnie's runaway railroad and tower of terror and then we get to sneak preview like the new restaurant that's that's opening like in toy story land right it's like and when you go into that it's like the whole uh woody's rodeo roundup yeah is i believe what it's called Yeah, woody's rodeo roundup barbecue yeah and it's like when you get in there it's like Every single corner of the space it's, is it's something like, to yeah, look at, you right. know, um, and 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 so on and so forth through the whole day. And we get we got all the way. To the very last thing that we did was um, the park closed to like the public, and then they reopened it for uh, staff, and then like this this like media group that we were there with for the return of the happily ever after fireworks show, which they were doing like after park hour. So it was 1130 at night. Right. You know, the park has been emptied and refilled with, with staff yeah. and people. Right. Um, so we saw that, you know, and so like we, we got back to our hotel room at 1220 at night. Right. You know, after just this like marathon day of Disneying that took you to three parks and a resort. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was. So, I mean, uh, like just just a I don't even know I I keep I keep feeling uh like like I I don't know what we did to deserve to be there you know <laughs> like it was so cool it was it was, it was just like it, it did feel like because we were just there with like the whole family and it was like this like I don't it how can this be happening right now like why yeah. how are we here like getting to do all this stuff and it was i mean i'm just so grateful for it it was like a really fun trip and it was uh i mean they did a great job like making sure you like you know that the whole day was filled and stuff and like uh so i guess i guess the the theme for the trip was like all the thrills yeah or whatever so they wanted uh you know i guess part of what they want you down there to do is of course to like amp up the new tron light cycle ride but of course that's only like one evening's worth of stuff so in the meantime i guess they're trying to like max they want i guess they think you know it's almost the same for them right they're like we've got this group of like 200 300 
like super influencers all here at the same time. Like we need to try and make sure we're maximizing our, you know, uh, the, the amount of stuff that gets shared or whatever while we're down there. So they like, it felt like they like had like picked out like the, all the things they wanted. They were hoping to get highlighted by their big group of people there. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's the other kind of like cool, I don't know if this is like a peek behind the curtain type of thing, but like when we're down there, like they're, they're really good about not having required anything that we're supposed to post. Like, at, yeah. at no point in time is it like, oh, you like you must do a post like for this and like make sure we review. It's like it's they they literally are just like we are bringing you to Camp Awesome. Have fun, have fun, you know. And it's I, I think that they just sort of know like that there's enough really unbelievable stuff that you're going to inevitably dig into it. Right, you're gonna yeah. have yeah. So, uh, and we did, we did. It was it was a really really cool trip. Now, good times. Yeah. That being said, I feel like there was another sort of like discovery of of self. I felt like I had on this particular trip, which is Do that tell. like, I, I mean, I feel like for most of my life, I feel like usually like even the way that you and I would like tell other people sort of like a like a way to like kind of get like a quick get to know you between the brothers and stuff is um i would say that typically people have said that or th- that like we have even said that you are more of like an introvert and i am more of an extrovert um and i think on this particular trip i was like there's a chance that i am becoming more introverted <laughs> because i was like i it did I, I did i don't think i realized it in the moment i don't think like at any point in time like i was i was like super like cognizant of it or anything but like by the time we finally got like you know through the the bus shuttle to the airport the flight the flight you know like getting home picking up addy from from moms who was you know watching her for for a couple of days while we were gone like i was just so unbelievably like drained and spent i mean yeah like for I, sure. like I, I feel like i was like i need to recharge in a way that like I was like I if maybe this is how like introverts feel at the end of like a like a like a party or right. like a big get together or like I, I don't even know what like just just anything you know people always talk about like the 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 just the determining factor for whether or not you're an introvert or an extrovert is sort of like what energizes you and so if it's like if being around people energizes you then that probably means extrovert and if it if, if being yeah, alone alone time yeah yeah. Uh, and so I was like, we have been around not only, you know, each other and everything, but just so many other people, uh, for nonstop for, for hours and hours on end for multiple days. I was just like, I am, I'm so, I'm so tired. Like (laughs) we got home, went to bed at like nine o'clock and woke up at eight the next morning. I was like, that was like 11 hours of sleep. And 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 honestly, I still feel like I could have taken off work today. Oh, I mean, we definitely could have just sat in a chair, Yeah, you know, and like, like, what'd you do with your day off? I sat there and I stared at the wall. I (laughs) I just recovered. I mean, to be fair, it's, I mean, they're long days and they're also physically exhausting as well. As much as you're just interacting with people, you're walking around the parks and, you know, we're up early and, you know, your feet hurt and you're up late and, you know, probably you're not eating regularly. So everything is working against you to get to be like very well rested. Yes. Yeah, absolutely yeah. true. Yeah. That's the other thing, too, is that like, you know, we're staying at the uh, at the Grand Floridian, which is sort of like a like a dream resort for us to, to get yeah. to stay at because it's like it's sort of like the. 
like the crown jewel of of like Disney experience. Like even yeah, like if you've been to Disney World and you like you probably have like um like if you like look across the like the the water when you get there, there's like the there's like all these buildings with the red roofs yes. on it. That's the Grand Floridian. That's the Grand Floridian, and it is actually the resort where the wedding pavilion where we got married uh is like it's, yeah. it's part of like that same resort and it's like like this is a testament to like what it is to to stay there is that like for our wedding it was like not even on the table for resorts that we might book lodging in right because it's just like it's just it is it's a more expensive place to stay and and we were like there for you know, 16 hours, all of which were spent sleeping. Yeah. Right. You know, it you was know? like, it, I mean, you, you almost could have just put us in like a tent with a couple of comfortable cots you right, know, yeah, for, for as much time as you ended up spending at the hotel. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it, it was very, very go, go, go. But, uh, anyway, yeah. So I thought that was, I thought it was very interesting. I was like, this is a, this is a different kind of like mental exhaustion than, than anything I've ever felt before, man. Um, but but I mean you know for like for such a good reason you know it was, yeah, it was yeah. so much fun yeah well maybe being a parent has you know turned you introvert Ben uh, I know you're just happy to be just around the house and have like little uh, tiny social interactions with your tiny little human I, exactly exactly, exactly. And that's what recharges you now <laughs> right right I know I did I did miss her so much yeah this was like your first probably was this like your first extended trip away from her I think this would have been the longest I've been away from her yeah. Um, I think so. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to track back through everything that we've ever done, but, um, I did the Vegas trip and that oh, was, that okay. was a yeah, couple yeah. of nights too. So that may have been the, the real first one, but it was definitely like, it was, I think probably like when I went on the Vegas trip, we were at, um, you know, like this massive music festival with like a bunch of people who were very close in age to us but like when you're at the parks especially when we were just there like a month and a half ago with our kids and you're surrounded by kids like every kid that went by even if they were like crying or something i was like i wish wish addy was here Uh (laughs) although i cannot imagine how you could possibly do some some people on this trip were there with their kids and i was like because they were like family vloggers and stuff yes i was like i cannot imagine both being there taking in everything that you're taking in, uh, attempting to produce the content alongside of it, and also being a parent on top of that. Right. I was like, man, like props to you because that that is a is that is a feat. That I is mean, a feat. yeah. If you if you had a kid there and they, you had them up and going from seven thirty to twelve thirty, like. Woo, good for you. Yes. <laughs> that yeah. That was hard. Very impressive. It. Very impressive. So yeah. anyway, fantastic trip all the way around. So much fun. Yeah. Uh, if, you, if you didn't see any of our coverage on like, you know, Instagram or TikTok or any of the other places, be sure to go and check that out. Because oh, yeah. it's, it's I did. A, cool. I did. A, I highlighted all of my all of our all the stories. So if you just go to my my page on Instagram, you can watch the whole all the stuff we did from there. That's at well. John Curlin. Yeah. Where you will see. I mean, I think maybe the most interesting thing that we did that people were really invested in the store has been whereas the uh, the Pluto pin trading. Oh my gosh. Oh man. Yes. Super fun. I love like, that you don't love things halfway and it is like I felt like this is like one of those things where you didn't like overly idealize pin trading. Like I felt like you did it. You were yo. like <laughs> you were like in it. And it was it was like really fun to yeah. to watch to watch all of this unfold because like I know that we said this before on the pop but like it's like we found like a new hidden not even that hidden because there's pin stores there's everywhere. Pins everywhere. Um, yeah. But like, it's like a whole new way to take in. Yeah. To like, to like help, to like experience 
the park or like to add to your experience while you're there. Yeah. Uh, so if you, in case you didn't hear, I'm one of the last pops. We started collecting Pluto pins when we were there earlier uh, in the year. And I like, uh, I, after we found out we were coming on this trip, I went and bought like a little like uh, Mickey shaped uh, like corkboard thing for yep. my house thinking like, oh man, like this is going to be so cool. Like I have, I've got like a few pins, but maybe not wor- enough to like warrant a board. But knowing that I'm going back, I feel like I'll get enough to like, it'll, it'll look full. Yes. It'll look fuller or like, you know, it was not just this like barren board or something. So that's been in my house and I felt like my little four pins on it. And I was so excited to go down this time and start trading. I was like, I only, I don't even know how many I thought I was going to get. I think we netted like 13 new, 13, 14 new pins though. Yeah, I know. It was amazing. It was a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But it was, I mean, it really was this like very fun way to interact with the park because we had like, um, I guess part of the way you do it, or I guess, I guess in order to do the pin trading, you have to have stuff to trade. So we had, you know, we bought like some like mystery packs, which will come with like five pins. And the way we were doing it is we try and pick ones that like maybe one of like the five mystery pins would be a Pluto pin. Right. But then yes. if it's not, no big deal. We'll just do it, do it at the pin traders whenever we find one. Um, so that was sort of like our, our strategy going in and. Um, you know, uh, at different places in the parks, so they'll have the little boards and you can look and they basically just have to trade you whatever. Yeah. So it's yeah. not, it's not too hard. And then if they have something you're looking for, you just swap it out and that's it. But what was really cool was that sometimes you'd go up there and you'd run into someone else who was like a much more serious collector of pins or something. So while we were at animal kingdom, we ran into this girl, Sydney, I think. And she had like these like books of just like pins and she's just like there to show that's like why she's there the disney day. princess the disney yeah the disney princess that's what we called her because we ran into her like a couple times throughout the day and uh she's just like she i mean she's just like oh you guys want to trade let's go over here and trade let's go let's go awesome and it was like no matter it didn't like she was extreme it was a great like positive experience first person to interact with because she was just like i'm i'm just here for it man you know so we got like uh, i think a a couple from her and then we later in the day bought more and then ran into her again and we're like hey guess what we have more do you want to trade again she was like of course so that was really fun um but then uh, i think two days later when we're at magic kingdom uh we ran into this other guy who was kind of doing the same thing that um, that me and Beth were doing with the Pluto pins, except he was all like Donald pins. Yes. And this guy was like aspirational. You it, know? It, it, yeah, he, <laughs> he had like done pins so so well so it was just like like he, he like for, for one he had like full donald duck duck wears on so yeah. like you know like like the the spirit jersey and like the like hat and clothes and like his lanyard is donald duck and it's just like i mean it, you he can't even crocs s- on with donald duck croc like, adornments adorn- yeah, yeah 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 and like <gasps> but like his lanyard was so full of donald duck pins that you couldn't even see the lanyard oh my anymore. gosh you know like i sometimes when people are like you know i want you guys to go out there and give 110 percent. i'm always like that's kind of like you can't say 110 that's like not physically possible you can't give 110 percent. this guy's lanyard was 120 percent wow. covered in donald like like they said it couldn't be done they said it couldn't be done this was more than was it felt possible to have on there yes you know like it, it was oversaturated they're overlapping on each other you know you're thinking the laner is just gonna rip right off but i mean so i mean he must have been like wearing 
over a hundred Donald pins had to know? be, I mean, it was crazy, but it was, so that was really fun. And then we went and talked to him and I was like, Oh my gosh, like we're sort of doing the same thing with Pluto. And I felt like I had my lanyard full of Pluto pins. And yeah, then well, I would you, what, would you have like 12? Like, oh, no. <laughs> I was like, wow, I'm being so outclassed here. But like at the same day, at the same rate, I had bought a Pluto sweatshirt that day. So I was like, I had like my Pluto sweatshirt on and my Pluto pins and I'm talking to this guy and he's got his, you know, Donald sweatshirt and his Donald yes, pins. And it, I was like, we're like the same. We're the same. I know. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was so funny. It was yeah. like it really was amazing how absolutely visibly similar the like the like but you were like a level like four, you right. know, and, yes. and he was like like, like a level like sixty seven. Yeah. <laughs> it was like you're further down the path than me right now. Yes. But then like we went and he was like, Hey, yeah, me and my wife are po- you know, posted up over here, we're doing pin trading. And we go over and his wife looks up and she's like <gasps> <laughs> the Car- do you know who this is <laughs> and then she's like these are the carlin brothers we watch them and he, then he turns and he's like <gasps> like he had not quite put the pieces together. it was it was, it was really really, really funny, funny. It, yeah it was like yeah um it, it had to have been like one of those things like you could see the recognition dawn on him like as we were standing there like you know like we had already chatted with him for a couple of minutes and like he was like yeah like my wife's over here like bring us along and like the moment happened he was like <gasps> it, it was it yeah. was so and they were so nice they, were, yeah they were super nice they traded us some pluto pins so that all worked out it worked out super well it was good i wish i could have given him a donald pin he didn't have but of course there was no chance <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there was, there was yeah. no chance yeah the, i feel like <clears throat> the odds would would be so not in your favor for somehow managing to have yeah when, when he's got like a hundred pins on his lane yeah it's like you yeah. have to really have something special and then and at that point you're just like well maybe i've got a really good pin here maybe let's just keep it uh, yeah, no. yeah right like, you mean you don't have this one no. <laughs> I mean, well, maybe, well. I, maybe i don't want to let go of it yeah no but uh they, they were very nice so it, it was it was like super fun collecting it also made it felt like when you were talking to the other like influencers who were there with us like like we were like we're we're such Disney people to begin with that like we are we're not just down here experiencing Disney World, you know, um, for the first time or whatever. You know, we we've got like we're we're a few layers deeper, you know. People yes. like, Did she get all these pins here? And I'm like, oh yeah. I'm 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 that level in at this point. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm experiencing the parks in ways you don't understand yet. <laughs> so that's that was the really funny thing. Yeah. So like I think your your like twelve pins to everybody in our group was the hundred and twenty. I know. They're like, man, yeah. look at this guy. I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was. It was. I don't know. It was. It was so much fun. It was so cool. And and you know you got to see like a couple of kids like walk up and like have their first like pin trade experience yeah, and that like was cool. you know they they had like just left the pin trader store and had like you know like their like starter set or whatever and it, it was just like it, it definitely it makes me so excited for for being able to like watch our own kids yeah like reach that stage and even even being in a good position to like help guide them into it yeah a little bit well like it was weird because like. When I got home, like my my mentality when I've been doing this whole thing is that like our family will collect Pluto pins. That'll be like something we do. And then like when I got home, Luke's like, why do you get only Pluto pins? And I was like, you might want to do something different. Okay, I'm on board. What do you want? You know, uh, right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Who do you want to collect? Or I, I will say this. If you if you've never been to Disney, it can be overwhelming the amount of stuff that's there. If you're like shopping. <laughs> or something i think you're understating i'm it. <laughs> understating it and if you're like you can't be understating it i am there's i mean there's a lot but i think just my great pro tip going in is to like pick a theme or a character 
or like a movie or something specific that you can tailor your purchasing desires to. Yeah, to or at. Yeah, to or at. Because like, I mean, certainly you probably love a bazillion different, you know, Disney movies or franchises or whatever. And, you know, you know, feel free to get whatever, whatever you want. But like there's the, the, the indecision can be great because of the vastness of stuff. But like focusing in like just like Pluto pins, that's what we're going for. It made it like very easy to just sort of like know what we wanted. And then I have a fear that it's going to snowball into like lots of Pluto stuff that is just the pins. Uh, yeah. yeah, I know. I'm like, because I got the sweatshirt and I was like, well, well, now I feel like what's going to happen is I'm just going to eventually, I'm probably going to have a hat and I'm probably going to start getting mugs. And you know, like, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, I'm a Pluto like, guy. And I'm like, no, no, I'm a Mickey mugs, Mickey mugs. That's what I do. I get the Mickey mugs, but we didn't get a mug on this trip. And I was like, it's like the first time I haven't gotten a mug. So see, I mean, maybe you're just like leveling up and like, so it depends on like what the, what the merch item is. Yeah. It's like, you know, like when it comes to mugs, you got Mickey. When it comes to pins, it got Pluto. Exactly. There we yeah. go. So I we'll know. See. So yeah, I need I need help though because my my rampant indecision as ever is always like I, I was like <clears> at <throat> like the, like all these stores and like I'm watching you have so much fun. I'm like. I gotta, I gotta pick a character that like you know but then like you want to pick a character that like there's going to regularly be yeah something for yeah. uh like like was it sydney is she our disney princess yeah um i feel like she she had like decided like baymax yes. you know like was her, like was her character so like her, her backpack like she had like you know her lanyard and she had like her her pin board like in her, like inside of her backpack and like a folio and like bags and all that. But like on the outside of her backpack were all Baymax pins. And I was like, Oh, that's pretty cool. That's yeah, pretty cool. Those were pretty good. So it's like, I, I feel like I, I have to figure out like what, what is like, what, what I want to choose. So right. there's a part of me that almost wants to like, wait until Addy yeah, can like, help. Yeah. Like don't force it. Just like, let it naturally occur. Right, right. Because like, I don't think I've ever, I would have, I, you know, uh, you know, Pluto has always just sort of been Pluto to me. Yes. You know, until like this past trip and I was like, oh man, I'm all in on Pluto now, I guess. I, I guess you so. Like, I, yeah. bought, I bought all that stock. Got all that. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Let's go. You know, but I haven't always been like a diehard Pluto person. But now I feel like this is like my new, this is like my new Disney brand. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. You're right. Like, uh, you want, yeah. It, if you pick something like too obscure, that's like there's never going to be anything, right? You know, would you think that? But like, you know, it just depends on the property. Like, I can't believe the number of Aristocat things you see when you're at Disney. Ugh. Ugh. You know, yeah, it's sort of a weird one. <laughs> yeah. Aristocats is not one of those. Yeah, it's like I've gone back and like revisited. And I'm like, I don't think I like this. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think this is good. I don't know about this one. Yeah, I, and I know yeah. I think I think it's one of the ones that Alice really likes. I feel like we this is like the problem when it comes to like all classic Disney things. We have like complete like opposing taste yeah, so we have to like so, always yeah. like figure out like mm-hmm. like what, what, what what's our common ground and we'll live there yeah nice yeah, and, yeah. nice and safe okay there you go. anyway i feel like we've 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 covered our disney trip pretty good you want to you want to hop a little transition here we can transition let's do it transition popcorn culture is supported by shopify If you've ever purchased a candle, coffee, tea, or t-shirt from us, then you've actually interacted with our own Shopify store. Now, in case that's not clear exactly what that means, allow me to explain. Coming up with great merch can be a challenge, and figuring out where and how to sell that merch used to feel like just as difficult, until we found Shopify. Shopify is your no-excuses business partner. You can sell without needing to code or design, just bring your best ideas 
and Shopify will help you open up shop in no time. Long before I ever uploaded my first video to YouTube, I tried opening an online store for a past business selling aquarium stuff, as you know I did in a past life, and what I came up with was so complicated. It was the major blockade to creating merch for us for the longest time. That's where Shopify's standout feature must be its user-friendly interface and flexibility. It empowers users, regardless of technical expertise, to create and customize their online stores easily. So sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash pop pop. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash pop pop now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash pop pop. Popcorn Culture is sponsored by June's Journey. Okay, so y'all know how we love a good Easter egg in a movie. It's like the creators are just winking at you from the screen, being like, hey, if you know, you know. Well, to spot these, I often feel like my eyes are on just maximum alert, scanning every little nook and cranny of every scene. But I've got to tell you that June's Journey takes this concept to a whole new level. With a murder mystery backstory, you enter room after room and are tasked with quickly locating specific specific objects to progress through the story. And let me tell you what, I assumed I'd be good at this, but I must have played the estate parlor room like 10 times trying to clear it faster. Then there's this whole like customization aspect where you can build out your island as you earn points. It starts as like a beautiful estate, then you can add gardens, fountains, walking paths, and so much more. So find out who murdered June's sister and get lost in the roaring 20s and discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Popcorn Culture is sponsored by Marvel Strike Force. Okay, so are you guys like me? Like where you watch the Avengers, you're like, wow, Nick Fury has no idea how to assemble a team. I would make so many changes. Well, with Marvel Strike Force, you can do just that. Because this game is all about engaging in epic battles, strategically assembling your team of heroes and villains to stop the evil Ultimus. But it is really not just about the battles. I mean, Marvel Strike Force offers an immersive storyline, stunning graphics, and a vast roster of characters to collect an upgrade from Spider-Man to Captain America, Doctor Strange, Doctor Doom to Black Panther, the entire Marvel Universe is yours to explore. So seriously, it doesn't even matter if you're a hardcore Marvel fan or not, or whether you're just looking for like an action-packed RPG experience, download Marvel Strike Force now on the App Store or Google Play Store and join millions of players worldwide and unleash the power of the Marvel Universe on your mobile device. Plus, this is kind of the cool thing and maybe why you want to do it like right now is because the Deadpool anniversary event is going on right now. So there's like weekly events and bonuses. And if you complete each event, you receive special awards and skins and all that fun, cool cosmetic upgrade stuff. And and we have a unique promo code for every new user. So please follow the link in our description. That's how they know you came from us and use the promo code MAXPOOL. And once again, thank you so much to Marvel Strike Force for sponsoring this episode. Okay, Ben. Okay. So, not specifically about the trip, but yep. as a something, um, as part of the trip on the plane ride down and up, I uh, discover I was I was looking for like something they have like the head back seats or whatever. Yep. Yep. You can like plug in and watch stuff, and I'm like, I'm always I always feel like such so pressured to find like just the right thing to watch on these uh, on these trips, and I'm like, 
people are going to look around and if I'm watching something that's like embarrassing or something, they're going to, they're going to judge me and remember and tell their friends and be like, you're not going to believe this guy on the plane is watching. And I'm like, oh <laughs> it's like, I, I caught a glimpse of his driver's I license. Got- I'm pretty sure his name is Jonathan Carlin. <laughs> yeah. He lives yeah. at this address. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, send Thank him mail. You. Send him mail. Send him mail. For watching the devil wears Prada uh, yeah, on, exa- the mo- <laughs> on the, on the plane. Can you believe it? Great example. Great example. Thanks. Uh, because that's such a good movie, but that like you could feel, a little weird watching by yourself on a plane no i love that movie no, yeah, yeah no. it's a great one anyway yeah. anyway i was flipping through the movies and i saw um the james bond movie casino royale yeah which, is the, which yeah. was the first daniel craig james bond movie and i was like you know what i remember liking this movie i haven't seen a james bond movie in like so long so sure i'm 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 gonna fire this up i'm gonna watch i'm gonna watch casino royale again and goodness me it took me the plane ride down and the plane ride back to finish it yep. i like took a picture of like when i got there i was like this is my this is my screen time right right yeah <coughs> F- fast 58 forward. minutes in yeah 58 minutes let me fast forward here um so i can make sure i watch it and like i could not believe how much i enjoyed it no like, it, it was so good it was really interesting because yeah. i was i was kind of like watching it uh like a little bit over your shoulder because I, I i i didn't like watch anything on the planet at all i was just listening to my book and um so you know like i i kept looking over and every time i did i found myself like so this is kind of the interesting thing so i was like jay who's watching your screen like nobody's paying attention to that yeah. <laughs> and then it's like meanwhile i'm watching your screen like half the time just being like oh cool scene yeah it's pretty awesome What's going on here daniel craig was such a good choice for for bond, James bond yeah. he's he's such like a such like a like a cool such a cool bond such a, yeah yeah, yeah. That, well that's uh, so that was almost what i was thinking I was like like i remember like growing up like james bond just like in general being like the coolest thing is like oh 007 secret agent it's got all the cool spy gadgets and you know it was always saving the day and yeah, you know. well, and we grew up with. Uh, I feel like GoldenEye was really like the the iconic one that came out. At, probably not. I was gonna say at the right age for us, and I was like, probably not well, even at the is, right age. This is the thing: is that like I remember as a kid thinking, yeah, oh, like oh yeah, I love James Bond movies. But then also sometimes like you know you'd go and you'd like go to the video store and you'd rent one and you'd watch it. And I remember like for the most part, I don't think I could tell you like the plot of most James Bond movies. That's, you know, like as a kid, it was just like, I just want to see him do the action and play with the gadgets and go talk to Q and get the stuff. And yes, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was, that was, it was always the gadgets. I think for me, it was kind of like, yeah. like how is he going to use the, like the, the, remote mind with the remote mind with the watch or like the like what will the car be able to do that we've never seen before like what what type of weapon is hidden in the heel of his shoe or something yeah yeah um but like for the most part yeah like i don't think i was ever really actually successfully tracking what these things were about yeah yeah which is like the sort of the, the this like it's weird because like you think of it as such a, like a such a cool character that as a kid i was like this is the, the I, I love james bond movies but like i couldn't tell you what it was about at all other than 007 spy movie thing and uh so watching this one though i think yeah obviously i think i was old enough when i saw casino royale to you know genuinely follow the plot but the other thing about james bond movies is that like in general or they don't really there's not like much continuity between them at all like you know there's like the sean connery era and the roger moore era and that one movie that one guy was in and then pierce brosnan and now daniel craig and i i think people keep whispering like idris elba which would be awesome that would be so cool i know that would be a good bond that'd be a really good bond um but so 
like I, you know you'd watch like a single movie and it didn't feel like oh yeah you need to watch them in any specific order or anything like that but like i what i liked about the daniel craig era was that it like it there is a certain amount of continuity between like his five movies it's almost sure. like a soft reset really yeah but like but at the same time like it's also had like Judy Dench has just been M the whole time, you know, like right. Ron changes. She doesn't Q hasn't changed until the actor died. And now we have a new Q, right? But you know, it's like, it's so we It's such a unique movie franchise. It, it definitely is. Yeah. Like the whole, cause like bond is also books too, right? Like yeah, that's, that's yeah. really like where, where it's, that was the source material that right. like, so like then turned into like all these movies. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's a, it's a very interesting one because I, I mean, I always, I always go back to it as kids. I mean, it was the same thing as like, you know, we were into um like, you know, star Wars as kids. And I, like I would have said that we were just as into bond, as kids like this was just like a huge like we would go to the movie store and like if we were having like a sleepover with our friends we would go and rent like a like a old bond movie yeah and watch it but you're 1000 percent correct which is just that like i don't remember and I, even right now while i'm trying to give these good examples it's like I've, I've probably seen the movie goldeneye 20 times in my life and i don't know what it's about right like i remember <laughs> moments of it so vividly but i don't remember like anything to do with like what like what the threat was yeah i know that like at the beginning of the movie james bond and whoever 006 are working together and you're like oh my god there's another double o agent we've never seen before we've never seen him work with the other ones and right he like dies at the beginning but then plot twist he's the bad guy <laughs> what <Yeah. laughs> nice little frozen two reference thank there you. thank you yeah yeah i remember that much about it uh but that's about it yeah i don't i couldn't tell you the plot much that i remember the the clicky pen the that, clicky uh, pen. And the, Boris. Boris and Natalia. Yeah. Yeah. I remember those things. And uh, if you click the pen three times and waited five seconds, it would like explode. He kept watching. He said, I remember him having a conversation talking to someone and he could see him just clicking the pen as like a nervous tick. And he was like, oh my God, wait, one, two, three, click, uh, click again. Oh my God, one, two. Uh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like, stop, 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 stop with the pen. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's so, it's so funny. But yeah, so we've also played that video game like a million times as yeah. well. Although I don't know if I ever beat it even. Oh, we I, beat it. All I remember about the train level on GoldenEye was at the end where you have to like use the laser watch to like d oh, ruin yeah. the duct tape that's holding the the floor plate down mm -hmm. and it was like oddly difficult to like hold your like arm steady to try to like cut through it. Yes, I do remember that as well. Good yeah, fun. Yeah. Good fun. Yeah. Good fun. But so my question th what I thought was interesting about this is that like Casino Royale is probably a thing I think might be just I don't know. I think it's probably my favorite Bond movie. Hard stop. Easy. Not because you just watched it Not, in the past few well, days. Well, I think I don't I think a lot of people would tell you it's the best Bond movie. Okay. Is what I think. I could be wrong, but I don't know. But it occurred to me that like as a kid, I thought these movies were the best. And yet, as an adult, even though Daniel Craig might be the best Bond, and has like a continuous story that, you know, goes across five movies or whatever. Like I found myself very uninterested in James Bond as an adult. Yeah. And yet I watched the, uh, after watching this movie, I was like, well, I don't know who I'm kidding. That was awesome. I'm watching all of these. <laughs> Is there a Bond yeah. theme park we can go to? Yeah. <laughs> It's almost surprising that there's not. There, it seems like something that would be universal, like the James Bond ride. It does feel yeah. that way. Yeah. And you'd be like in some type of like Aston Martin. like. Oh, yeah. Know. Right. I'm down. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Rip, rip roaring. He absolutely destroys a couple of Aston Martins in Casino Royale. Most certainly. And Quantum of Solace, which I then watched last night. Was that, was that as good? Uh, it was not as good as Casino Royale. <laughs> yeah. No. I don't know whose decision it was to go from... Um, uh, 
uh, all of the act, whatever kind of action scenes they were doing in Casino Royale, but in Quantum of Solace, they just decide like, hey, you know what Bond needs? Shaky cam. And it's terrible. So I don't like shaky cam at all. I don't think anyone does. I don't know why it became this fad for a while, but uh, it can. It, it feels like people are over it, and uh, we can just leave it in the past. But okay. this okay. was a victim of shaky cam. So some of the action scenes are very like, <laughs> and they also did this thing in a lot of the action scenes where they would be like trying to like set the tone for what this action scene was supposed to be like. And they'd be like, here's Bond fighting. And then we're cutting back to a horse race. And now they're running down the hallway. And now this horse is up to the front. And now he's punching him. And now that horse tripped. And you're like, I don't care about the horse race. <laughs> yeah. you know? But they did this several times with like different events. Okay. It'd be like, they'd be like cutting from like one you know, dramatic thing to the fight scene. And they're like back and forth. And you're like, you don't need to do that. Just don't do shaky cam and give me a well choreographed fight, you know? Right, right. They That's were like, it worked fun. for Star Wars. You yeah. know, it's like, it's like, it's like the, the classic Star Wars situations. You have like three battles all going on at one time. Oh, but the keep... horse race is not even related. It's just, it's just, it's just there. It's just, just part of the environment. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But Bond fighting some villain in a really cool way. Also, horses racing. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah. yeah, so we're we're gonna have to need continuous updates on yeah. your on your bond your bond fandom. I I will I will uh, continue to update you. I will say the other thing that I occurred to me is that like over time I've heard people be like, what is this guy, James Bond villain? You know, like I've heard that phrase, uh-huh. as it, and it's like. It occurred to me that when people say that, what they mean is that like this guy is kind of an over the top, wily, like kooky villain. Sure. Yeah. Which is like, like I understand what that means, but never when I was a kid watching Bond movies did I think like, oh man, these are such a wacky movie. Oh sure, sure, <laughs> like, sure. But there is like it's such a weird combination of like glitz and glam and like you know this is the coolest man alive versus then also he's got these like sort of like wacky gadgets and like over the top villains who are like just like I'm gonna rule the world. <laughs> that's a, that's the and thing, it's like, yeah. It, it's like I feel like like we're going back to like Austin Powers. It's like like I feel like those villains. I always, I mean, and Austin Powers, I guess, in a lot of ways, is just supposed to be like parody of of Bond. Is that, yeah, is yeah, that like Doctor Evil is like Goldfinger. Okay, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and, and I feel like that's that is like one of those things that I think uh, maybe Marvel has like really brought to the forefront is like your villains' motivations need to matter. Like, like you, like the the audience needs to know, like, like, be, like with some idea in mind of like why they're trying to rule everything you know like like what what is the like it's it's not enough just to be like i'm gonna take over the world it's like that's a lot of responsibility and does not sound like a lot of fun and right I, yeah. I'm like why does everybody want that yeah. like you know it's like this like you're you're gonna be busy all the time like being the ruler of the world doesn't mean you get to sit on some type well maybe you do get to sit on some kind of like really cool throne but you like can do whatever you want you it, rule the world. this is the exact premise of like game of thrones too though it's like everybody wants power and i'm like why why? Like, wh- come on! Like, power, who, who power, in power is enjoying themselves. Power yeah. is the most overrated thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what uh, it seems like. So anyway. much media. Okay, well, keep us posted on on your bond things. I think we'll we have do. time for one last transition All before right. we close out. All right, Jay, just to, just to keep on being, because I feel like at this point in time, we're, we're sort of like, uh, we've spent most of most of the episode talking about it anyway. But so the other kind of like interesting uh, phenomenon. So I, and I was I was torn about like which which thing could be actually at work yesterday. Like I mentioned, like, I can't tell you, it might be coming a little bit introverted. Am I like maybe maybe like a little bit more OK spending time inside of like my own head. But like the, a lot of this is happening as we're like on our route 
home. Yeah. And so like, I can't even tell if like what I'm having is like a, like a socializing, like, like hangover, if you will, where it's like, I've just been like so on for like the past 72 hours of my life that like, like now I'm sort of in this like kind of odd position of, of like, like I don't know like what to do with my brain or like my brain was like juiced yeah. and like almost needs time to like like refuel. Uh, but the other thing like you know Alice and I have noticed throughout the years is this like thing that we refer to and I think it's a real thing called like the the, the Disney blues. Oh yeah, that's a real thing. Um, which is basically like you know when you're down you know at at Disney and everything, it's like all the employees and and everybody who works there they're always also like like great and helpful and like you know they're they're like positive and bubbly and all the rest. And like, there's always sort of that like stark difference when you get to the airport and like, you know, the people who like maybe less stoked to be working like the, the, um, you know, like airport snack store thing. Right. Uh, then, then maybe the folks were, you know, getting to like work an attraction at Disney or whatever. Um, so sometimes I do feel like there's a little bit of this like jarring sensation when you, when you do like reenter, you know, the air quotes, like, you know, the, the real world. Um, but we, we had a couple of like, th- there's like an interesting phenomenon that we noticed and it almost felt like we were like walking through this like warp tunnel on our, on our journey back to Roanoke. So we're at the like, uh, like Orlando airport and like, I think our, like our business credit card or whatever allows us to get into like the, like the lounge, you know? So it's like, we, we sort of leave this like otherwise like really spectacular, beautiful glitz and glammy type of like trip to Disney, like where everything was like special and cool. And we had this like, you know, behind the scenes access and you felt like very, special and so like we get to the airport and you know like the shuttle was like you know got us there early enough that we had like a like a wait before our our things gonna go off so like well we've never done the lounge thing before so like let's just go and see like what that's all about like you get in there and you're like well this is neat (laughs) you know it's different there's like food and a comfortable chair and like a place to charge my phone and you know like all the rest like like that was sort of like like the first like the first phase on our, on our journey back was like getting to still go and do something where you like, you kind of felt like, like, like special or like, you know, there was like, I don't know, whatever. Uh, and so like, you know, then we like, we like leave that and like, you know, kind of go through all of our, our stuff to whatever to go from, uh, Orlando to Atlanta. Uh, and those are such big airports that, you know, it's like, you know, the first terminal when you get to your, your like, uh, or the first gate when you got to our terminal or whatever was like the one for Atlanta. So it's like, we don't even have to walk that far. Like easy peasy. This is great. We'll hop on the plane. All is well. Um, you know, so then we, we like get to Atlanta and it's like, okay, well, so now we don't have like, you know, as, as, as much time. So we can't like, you know, we can't do like a lounge or anything like that. So, you know, but like, we'll, we'll navigate our way down. It's like, you know, you're trying to find your way, but like flying to Roanoke is such a small, such air- a small airport, airport, yeah. which means <clears throat> such a small plane so in the process like you know now we're we've like we've left the disney parks we've gone to the lounge in atlanta we, we were at the first uh the first gate on the terminal you know on on our first flight and then like you know you get you get to atlanta and you're like okay now we've got like a really long walk and we're going to like the furthest terminal where we are the last last gate, gate yeah you know and like <laughs> and you're like walking down the terminal towards the gate towards Roanoke, and it's like you can just like look around you and watch like physically all of the like the, like every step brings you 
further away from how much the airport cares about you as a customer. Yes, yeah. yeah. It's like, you know, you're like in like the central <laughs> hub and there's like a Cinnabon and a Starbucks and like, you know, like like a Buffalo Wild Wings and like all these cool shopping boutiques and like fun eateries and stuff like that. And like you kind of like move past it a little bit and it's like, okay, like, you know, here's like the, there's like a, like a multimedia store where if you can buy like AirPods and like, a, like phone chargers and stuff like that. There's like the snack place that has like bottles of water and like books and magazines and you go a little bit further and then there's like you know like a like a small stand that sells like uh like turkey sandwiches like wrapped in plastic and like bottles of water you know and like and then and then you go 200 yards beyond that and you are like approaching our gate where they don't even have chairs right yeah our gate didn't have chairs yeah so it's like you you, it's like you just get to sit what is it like kind of over here i guess yeah it's like we're in like d44 <clears throat> and we have to like go to like like d39 before you can even find any chairs at all yeah uh, available for sitting it was like wow this is we really went through like the the warp zone on, on, our, way <laughs> yeah, on our way back to roanoke yeah like at this point too you're getting on like what is like a, like a puddle jumper type of plane so it's like a much smaller plane and yeah we're in the back <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's just like all right all right we're, we're we're back to reality again all the all the pixie dust is yeah. has, <laughs> so here we go it's cold in Roanoke and no, it wasn't that cold it was okay it was okay but yeah so uh definitely uh a very a, a very interesting uh journey back journey back indeed yeah yep. and that was at this point in time we didn't have the the multimedia headrests either oh yeah like that was weird because when we left Roanoke to go to Atlanta they had the like the yeah the back the the head headset whatever screens right back of the seat screens but then going from atlanta to roanoke they did not yeah so i'm not sure what what happened to the maybe we got lucky on the way down or less lucky on the way up or i don't yeah, know i don't but, know it's 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 very interesting though this like world of travel like i always go back to the movie it's got george clooney and uh, anna kendrick in it and it's it's called up in the air i love that movie uh, it's so good it's so good but it's like you basically are like following this guy around who's like collecting all of the the frequent file flyer miles and i feel like as time has gone on i feel like i have decided that it is like well worth trying to like find like if you've never done like tsa pre-check before or whatever it's sort of like an unusual experience getting like set up with it uh yeah you know like where you you like go and it's basically like you were like being fingerprinted sort of like preemptively so in case you ever i guess did do something wrong it's like well you're already on file so now we know exactly who you are Mm -hmm. um and also like making a sworn statement like you know that you're sort of like i'm i don't plan to ever you know endanger like the plane or something like that uh but then you get like earlier or like speedier access like through the airport and it was like these are all the little things uh that i'm like it's worth doing these things. It is It is worth. Oh, man. The TSA one, you should just do, right? Because, like, it doesn't, I mean, I don't, it doesn't, it's not really expensive, I think, in any way. It's not terribly it's expensive. All, it, as long as you fly at least a few times a year. Yeah. And, like, you don't have to do any anything. There's no test or anything. It's just, they just tell you where to show up and you show up. Like, yeah. that's the test. Can you be here at a scheduled time? Right. There you go. Now you can skip security, not skip security, you still have to go through, but it's way faster. Right, right. This is always the thing, like, uh, that, that the experience that I tend to go through is is almost like, um, I feel the same way about, like, like the, like, lightning lanes. Or I'm, I'm frustrated that you have to, like, pay for them sometimes for, for like, Disney parks or whatever. Yeah. But, like, a, a lot of times, if there's, like, a three-hour 
line and they're like, would you pay $8 to be at the front of the line right now? I'm like, I would. <laughs> I, right. I would pay $8 to be at the front of the line right now. Uh, and so I feel like that that's kind of how it is with like the, the TSA pre-check. So uh, definitely like been like one of those learning experiences because we've traveled a fair bit uh, for work over the past several years of, of, well, actually specifically not the past several years, but before then and, and here recently, yeah. you know, spent some time on planes and stuff. So, uh, it's, it's interesting to me that I feel like I am like, yeah, reaching that stage where it's like, I'm, I'm, I want to like optimize this process as much as A humanly possible. More, yeah. Yeah. Um, which is really translating, I think, to so many aspects of my life. It's like, you know, like what, what can I automate? What can I do to make sure it's just like, Always just smooth, smooth, just smooth, smooth control. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so if you haven't done it yet, go and go and check out TSA PreCheck. I don't think that you would be upset. And then you get to feel cool because you're like, they've got like the special line with like the sign and everything. It's like I'm PreCheck. I'm right here. I'll just be yeah. going through. So you can get your own like James Bond sort of like st- little like like flip down. You know, like I got credentials. Yeah, James Bond doesn't carry credentials, man. You don't have like a badge that says you're a secret agent. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, that's no, too bad. Yeah, right, because then uh, that would uh, so identify uh, you as a my, secret agent. It's my secret agent badge. Like, all Bond has to say is Bond. James Bond. And that's it. No, I love it. <laughs> it seems like the best place to stop, too. Guys, if you have any feedback for today's episode, please send it over to popcornculturepod at gmail.com. <clears throat> or if you'd like to support us on Patreon, you can do so by heading over to patreon.com slash popcornculture. We have a bunch of really cool uh, different um, tiers over there. If you'd like to check them out, the $5 tier, for example, you can get access to After the Final Pop. It's an extra 15 to 20 minutes of Jay and I talking after each week's episode. Uh, whether it's about something that we talked about in the main episode or something we didn't get to in the main episode, uh, it is live. Lots of fun, and if you sign up even just for a single month, you get access to the full back catalog for that month. Uh, so if you're just like, man, I'm so caught up on popcorn culture and I want more to listen to, uh, that is a great way to get a whole lot of content uh, right ahead in the direction. Until next time, pop, pop. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.